Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss the Andromeda Strain from 1971, not to be confused with the TV series The Strain from 2014, which is about vampires. And this is definitely not about vampires. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So why did we choose to watch this uh, little movie? I think it was your suggestion, actually. So, uh, I don't know. You know Why did you suggest um, it? That might be correct. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now that I'm confronted with it. Um, <laughs> yes, probably my choice. I've had I mean, it for I a while now. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't oppose the suggestion, uh, but uh, it was it was uh, not my suggestion to yes, be with, I yes, think. So. Absolutely true. Um, yeah, probably um, because it's it's based on a book. Let's begin with that uh, by Michael Crichton. And I believe that's how you pronounce his name. If it's not, then I'm sorry. This is how I'm going to pronounce it for the rest of the episode, unless Linnea corrects me. Uh, sounds fine. It sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's spelled like Crichton or something, but I, fe- mm-hmm. I feel like you would say Crichton because yeah, it's like I think so, silent too. or something. Yeah. Uh, and he's uh, written the book that uh, the Jurassic Park movies are based on. So... I was sort of curious about this one uh, when I had an opportunity to buy it. So I'm I'm uh, assuming that's why why it ended up on our list <laughs> because I've had it for a while. So um yeah, based on a book, it's a sort of um I believe it's like what you would call maybe like a science fiction thriller or like a technol thriller. I believe there's different terms on what you would call it, but it's very like uh, focused on like what's what do we know about a certain type of science and how far can I take it into one direction and sort of have it really be grounded into the um, technologies and science that you have today which is mm-hmm. in this case uh, actually in 1969 because that's when the book is from so mm-hmm. Um, it's trying to be very realistic with an outrageous but not too outrageous um scenario is, is how i would describe this mm-hmm. movie yeah. um so the plot would you like to kick that off yeah so the plot um so there is this um space satellite or something it, it was something they had sent out to space that is coming back to earth and it lands at uh, this uh city small city in new mexico or crash lands or whatever, and when they the the um, military or the the people responsible for it goes there to retrieve it, they mm. find a bunch of dead people. So mm. they are of course very concerned by this, yes. <laughs> as you should be. <laughs> uh, uh, but thankfully, they have like a plan 
actually you know planned out yeah, if this happens yeah. uh, so they bring uh, together a bunch of people scientists and physicians and mm. um, other people who um, goes to this sort of secret underground laboratory that has um, a lot of uh, safety checks to go through before yes. you can enter it <laughs> i believe it he said at one point uh, the sort of the leader of the science group like yeah we've got a 16 hour decontamination process to look forward to and i was like oh man i would not have the patience for that yeah, i think yeah. at least I wouldn't. oh yeah, man yes. yeah sounds right so a lot of um, so, yeah. yeah so they're brought there and this um uh, space rock that they collect from the uh, space satellite, the crashed space satellite is brought there, and also two survivors in this town that mm. they find uh, a small infant uh, and a. Um, I don't know if he was like an alcoholic or what he was, but he was he was funny at yeah, least. He was, he was on something <laughs> they called it Sterno, and it it fe- it it sounded really really homemade. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he Moonshine, was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. I, I believe he was an addict of some kind, yeah, anyway. Yeah. But he survived, so they brought them here, uh, them to to the, the research place. Facility, yeah, yeah. And then pretty much all the rest of the movie is just scientific procedural of trying to figure out what is it, how does it affect us, how is it mutating, etc., etc. Uh, kind of as you were talking about earlier, you know, going into. <sighs> not not really the science fiction i mean it's it is science fiction because it is an alien being yeah, yeah. that has been brought here but the procedurals that they're going through are very rooted in in uh, realism mm. uh, i mean obviously the science has aged <laughs> since 1971 <laughs> so it's not really scientifically accurate anymore no. but i think the uh, methodology that they're using is uh, are very sound um and they are uh, you know figuring things out in a broader scientific way and that is yeah. mostly what we're following that process yeah. um it's maybe a li- i mean the movie is long and the process that they're going through are slow compared to maybe other movies but if you compare it to real life science it's rather fast actually <laughs> but yes but that's fine <laughs> but that's <clears throat> sort of um i mean might, we might get into this later but why not stop and, and discuss it now but uh i feel like there's sort of a lack of tension in the movie uh i don't know if you felt that too but i feel like it's kind of something you're like hitting uh, the nail on the head on now because you're sort of having to balance really slow science actually I mean like you say mm. it's it's actually fast <laughs> but it yeah. comes off as slow um, so you're trying to balance something that would be actually super slow when it comes to science and trying to ba- to balance with the sort of um, tension of it of it being a, a, an oncoming catastrophe and it doesn't mm. quite build up the tension in the right way for me at least uh, no. There are points where it does pick up, and you sort of feel like the um, the adrenaline that's supposed to come off of the scene. But um, it it does. There is something a little bit off. I wish that there were a little bit more of a tension build. I think. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. I mean, yeah. most of the tension is in the beginning when you know you find these this town of dead people, which is just like, oh, you know, that's quite eerie and creepy, and mm. you know what's going on here. Mm. Um, and then at the end, when they have like 
uh, a breach in one of the cages where they, they store the stuff at the yeah. end and it's uh, this this place is set to self-detonate if that happens so there's some tension because you know is it actually going to self-detonate or gonna, they're going to fix it beforehand yeah. uh, so you know th- those those parts are perfectly fine but it's mm. the middle part the longest part that is very slow yeah yeah um, and I, I, I think they needed to have done something about feeling a bit more urgency Mm-hmm. possibly uh, because I didn't quite follow that the uh, militaries weren't able to get messages uh, to them uh, and I, I felt no. like that came a bit too late there was yeah. just there was just something because slow isn't bad it isn't bad that they're sitting and watching uh, in minute detail the the rock and trying to figure out what it is that is that isn't um, necessarily a bad thing it's just that it needs to be a little bit more of a you know like ooh, mm-hmm. something um, yeah because it, and there is yeah. there, there is one point where I felt like it was a little bit forced the tension or the suspense uh, because one of the scientists yes. uh, the lady lady mm. scientist Dr. Ruth I don't remember her last name. Uh, her first name was Ruth, anyway. Yeah. Um, she has epilepsy, but no one knows of this. Mm. And she that's triggered by, like, blinking red lights. Yeah. And when she's sitting, going through um, samples where they have um, mixed this alien substance with di- different other substances, sort of trying to figure out is there anything that's poisonous to it or what, what does mm. it thrive on? And there is one where it says that, you know, here there is no growth and that is of course mm. a very good thing yeah. but she actually like blanks out at that point because the text is blinking in red mm. and that was just forced yes yeah. it felt very forced mm. and it wasn't it didn't really go anywhere i mean she has she yeah. ha- later on she has an epileptic attack and everyone goes like oh no she's contaminated and it's just like no she wasn't okay fine then it, it's <laughs> yeah yeah because they figured it out immediately if yeah if however she was on the let's say the other side of the well i should back off b- b- back a, a bit here um, but because one of the scientists because there is a breach like you mentioned before mm. one of the scientists gets stuck inside a room where the sort of contamination, um, this virus or whatever I don't I don't remember what they call it in the end, uh, is everywhere in the room, and he is he might die from this. If she was in that room and having an ep- epilepsy attack, uh, there would be tension in that. But I, then I mm-hmm. don't know how they would save her if she's having an, no, ep- no. you know. But that would sort of give a little bit more because now right now they they fix her epilepsy immediately so you don't get yeah. worried really um about it so it's just yeah like you say it's yeah. it's, it's yeah. it falls flat unfortunately but her character yeah. though like just uh let's talk about her for a while i think she was really entertaining one of my favorites she was very, yes, oh she was so over it the whole time and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she was terrific. Yeah, yeah, she had a bit of a bad mouth. Yes, <laughs> but I really dig that. And, and, the, and the funny, and just, yeah, the oh, funny whatever. thing is that that um, the thing with the red lights—it's sort of set up in the beginning when she's introduced. Yes. Except we don't know that it's epilepsy, but she yeah. says, "I don't like blinking red lights because they remind me of my time in a bordello." <laughs> and you're just like, "What? What?" What are you talking about? But I love you. You're amazing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Fame. It was so funny. 
Yeah, but actually, you know, all the characters, I really feel like they had their personality and their role and and were really well acted. Um, I was prepared to sort of be annoyed by the MD, the medical doctor. Mm-hmm. That's what MD stands for, right? I mean, I'm so uneducated. I believe so. <laughs> Thank <yeah>. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he was sort of supposed to be this uh, unknown person coming into the group and you were thinking like, oh, there's going to be some tensions. But it, it wasn't really. People were really... Um, logical is the wrong word for it, but really, some sad, you know, I can't find the English word for it, but really, mm-hmm. you know, thinking at the situation and trying to solve it, which is nice because usually in movies they try to force tension by just having everybody be at each other's throat. And I didn't feel like they were that. They had their differences and they were sort of getting at it a bit when they didn't, they disagreed on something, especially when biological weapons come to the table (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and I mean I think that's a fair thing to get really riled up about so uh, I think the characters and the dynamics were really um, yeah I appreciated it yeah absolutely I mean it felt that part as you you were getting into it it felt very refreshing actually because I mean I'm I'm technically not a scientist myself but I'm Go with it. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're a scientist. And and, I mean, one of my pet peeves is how scientists uh, are portrayed in science fiction books or movies, or it doesn't Mm. even have to be science fiction, but in books and movies Mm. in general, uh, because so many people don't really get how we (laughs) work, Mm. Um, and especially I I hate the like evil scientist trope, Mm. which I think is Mm. so bloody stupid. Mm. Um, But anyway, that's that's an topic for another time but in this movie they actually i felt acted like scientists Mm. uh you know they disagreed on things and they argued about things but it was still you know that they they approached things like scientists you know thinking about it looking at it from different Mm. perspectives and going like you know i think this is the case this is why i think this is the case and then someone else says well i think differently because of this and this and this evidence-based sort of, yes exactly <laughs> yeah. and it was so refreshing yes. you know they actually they actually talked about it and they mm-hmm. you know they they put well here are my results and here are my results yeah. and they compare them yeah. instead of just going i don't know <laughs> emotion-based gut feeling reactions to everything that sort of the hollywood scientists usually do <laughs> yeah because they're trying to like make tension uh, and uh, mm-hmm. it's that sort of tension can be really annoying as an audience and just like oh my god can they just talk to each other what are they doing aren't they supposed to have like gone to school for many many years to not act like this (laughs) like they have education Mm -hmm. (laughs) for this Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so I agree with you it was really refreshing and I think it was really um, believable of course there's a little bit of extracted spice for the Hollywood sort of uh, feeling of it yeah, but sure. uh, yep. but I mean you you need to have that in any sort of movie setting I guess but um, but yeah uh, but uh, yeah and I also I, I want to say something else regarding this topic that quite often not always but quite often when you have this kind of situation in another movie <laughs> with scientists disagreeing then usually it goes the way that 
you know, well, one of the scientists is the hero and the other one is the bad guy. And yeah. of course the hero is going to do something really, really stupid that goes against what everyone else tells him to do. But of course he's going to do the right thing because he's the hero and yeah. this would solve Ugh. everything. <laughs> and I just gag at thinking Over about it. this. Yes. Yeah. But in, in this, it's not so much that one of them is the hero. They're all... First of all, they're all flawed characters yeah. and they have, you know, their, their problems. But they work together and yeah. they solve the problem by working together. And exactly. that's really nice. And no one's like withholding information to sort of gain the upper hand in some no, other no. scheme that's just not... Oh, not nothing <laughs> yeah. like that. So it's really, yeah. it's really like, ah, refreshing, like you say. Yes, <laughs> yes. very refreshing. Um, but as you also mentioned earlier, you know, it is slow um and i think maybe the movie was a little bit too long for its own good um yes i mean the the things they figure out first of all they for example figure out that you this alien is crystalline in structure and that's very different from the life forms Mm. we have on earth and that's very fascinating um and they also figure out that it's mutating and they don't really know if that's a Mm -hmm. good thing or bad thing it turns out it kind of a good thing because it's no longer quite deadly mm. um and then they also figure out that uh, it can thrive in blood that is too um, alkaline or too acidic mm. and that's why the baby and the drug addict survived yes. because they had too acidic and too alkaline blood uh, respectively and that mm. was a very nice you know thought process there yeah, yeah. but it came it came all all of those things came rather late in the movie and i kind of feel like Maybe take out a little bit before that and then squeeze it a bit together so it's, it's a little yeah. bit tighter yeah. in pace. Because yeah. by then it felt a bit rushed because almost immediately, immediately after you find this out, you have the bomb almost going off as well. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, you're, you're fig- trying to figure this mystery out for a really long time of the, a re- really long time of the movie. And then you're rushing both that information and as well as, uh, as a... Um, um, uh, what is it? Well, well, a pilot, an army pilot going down um, because he's infected by the the mm-hmm. crystalline, the, the strain, let's say. Yeah. Uh, and then you're also having the, the bomb about to go off at the facility. So you sort of like at one point you have all of it coming at the same time. And you might yeah. say, oh, but that sounds action packed and amazing. Yeah, but you've had this really slow, not enough tension filled um part, part before that. yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. so it's just a little bit of of balance there but i don't i mean i would still really re- regard this movie um as a really well made and and well worth the watch movie i mean i was it was really nice to see so don't get turned off by saying that it's it's a bit slow and a bit not enough tension and things like that so i would definitely still recommend this for a watch uh even yeah, so absolutely. yeah absolutely because uh, you know, yeah because it, it was a good film it's just yeah you know we we, we as, as in every episode of this yeah. podcast, we're being nitpicky, you know. Yes. That's the point of this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but overall, it was a great experience and it was something that felt un- unlike a lot of other movies. Uh, unlike a lot of the movies that's made today, actually. Yeah. And, uh, that was rather... 
oh my god can nice I, nice to see an explorer <laughs> yeah can i rant a little i might i actually i might have ranted about this in a, in a previous episode and if i have i'm so sorry but obviously i'm again. very <laughs> scarred and need to talk about it for a lot uh, of hours ahead um but it's called it's on netflix right now i believe like there's a season out and there's i believe a second season coming out as well and it's called another life Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it or have I ranted about it before? <laughs> I have seen parts of it. Yeah. I don't think I have yeah. heard you rant about it. Yeah, either. because I watched like three, I think three episodes. I must have been doing something that I like on my phone or something because how, how on earth have I watched three episodes of it? It was utter garbage. Oh, utter yes, garbage. Yes. That is the quite like if, if, if we have the Andromeda strain here, scientists working together, flawed characters, like you say, but working together because they're scientists and they have a task at hand and an, a mystery to solve because catastrophe. On the other side, you also have a bunch of so-called scientists. Oh, they yeah. should be working together because they're in a spaceship and their life depends on it. And also you have another life something invading earth also catastrophe really important to work together because to solve it and they're just at each other's throats the entire time and i had to like look up reviews for this thing and someone made a really really perfect commentary on imdb about this series and that was like it was instagrammers in space Oh, and that's exactly yeah. how it felt. No, no, no harsh words against Instagrammers. But if you're thinking like a stereotypical 20s person who's just like uh, my brand and everything, that's mm. th how they felt. Mm -hmm. Poor, yeah. underused Katie Sackhoff, who is a beautiful, positive person who I adore um, being thrown into that garbage fire of a series. I'm yeah. so sad because I was like, oh, ooh, a space series with Katie Sackhoff from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Woohoo! Then, oh no, <laughs> it's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever get to the episode uh, with the airlock? With the airlock? No, yeah. I don't think so. If you, if you have seen it, you probably remember it because it's so stupid. No, I don't. Um, okay, so there is this episode. It's kind of actually set up is sort of similar to maybe a little bit Andromeda Strain meets Alien kind of thing. They get an alien creature on board this spaceship oh, that they're on. They do? Okay. Yes. No, I did not <laughs> get to that part. <laughs> they were just talking shit to each other. That's where yeah. the part I got to. <laughs> um, and they seemingly they just have like crew members in stasis all the time so they wake up an astrobiologist from this okay. uh, stasis uh, for the sole purpose of solving <laughs> this problem um, and at one point he figures out that he's contaminated by this strange alien um, <laughs> so he locks himself down in like the med bay kind of area uh, and then there's another guy standing outside it's, it's just like glass doors or whatever standing okay. outside and, and they're talking to each other uh and the astrobiologist is saying you need to space me and the other guy does and this it's it's, it's why they have yeah they have like a door <laughs> in the wall of the spaceship that goes directly into this medbay area and it's one of those doors that just pop out and then yeah flies yeah away. In, know, the mid in the mid area, kind of thing. Yeah. In the why? So the astrobiologist flies out, and he's dead, obviously. But now they have this area on the, the spaceship. They can't get to, but, but they can't the close it. But it's the mid They need that shit. What the? F I don't think. 
I don't think it was the whole med bay, but it was a part of the med bay, and there were like shelves with medicine and bottles and everything oh, in there, and they so can't dumb. reach that now oh, in any so way. Dumb. I know. Oh, <laughs> God damn that TV series! It's so uh, bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's it's yeah, almost yeah. it's almost to the level where you can hate watch it, but just yeah, barely. Yeah. But just barely. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, it's one of the worst things I've seen in the past oh year. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's so sad because, like I said, Katie Sackhoff. Mm. Yeah. Atrocity. I can't even remember English words now. Atrocious. Atrocious. Thank you. Atrocity. Yeah. Atrocity. So yeah, yeah, that's the opposite yeah. of uh, <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> Very much so. Yes, I mean you can tell the people working on another life they don't know anything about uh, no. space or science nope. or how scientists work nope. or how and they've never works. had any friends ever. <laughs> <laughs> they've just had enemies. <laughs> or how human interactions work? Uh, <clears throat> no. Yes. Uh, and I mean Michael Crichton, I. Th- think he was a scientist of some kind. He was very well versed in the field of science anyway. Mm. Um and he always put a lot of research behind his his work. Yeah. It as evident does yeah, really as evident in both show, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in both Andromeda Strain and Jurassic Park. Mm. I mean the science like I said, the science itself has aged. But yeah. that's to be expected. Yeah. But when this came out in sixty nine, the book and seventy one the movie <laughs> It was still, uh, uh, I think, realistic science. Absolutely, so, uh, and like if you, you know. tr- if you try really hard to make it work, then it it shows and and, uh, mm-hmm. and it pays off. So yeah. even though you're like, well, why are they looking with it at, with the camera manually? Um, why, you know, it mm. works. I mean, it works in yeah. that setting, and yeah. you know, let's let's talk a little bit about that because. Um, you know, about setting and getting into sets because this underground facility that they're at, which is almost like a second character <laughs> in <laughs> itself because it's absolutely gorgeous. It looks it looks very efficient because there's like, I believe, five levels. And at every level, um, you go through a decontamination at end, and at every level you get cleaner and cleaner, more germ-free and everything. Uh, and it's like color coded and it looks very sterile but you have this mm-hmm. sort of red level for example and and the science is very it's kind of not the science the technology everything is kind of bare but it's very integrated into the rooms and mm-hmm. everything's very glossy and it looks expensive and brand new and thought thought through as well so i really think that the sets sell um, sell the fact that it's an, a very expensive underground facility meant to house these sort of things. Uh, so did you enjoy the sets? What's your opinion on that? Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Um, and and if we're going to go back to another life for, for a moment. <laughs> no, uh, no, you know, the the, <laughs> the layout in Andromeda Strain of, you know, the research yeah. stations and everything, it felt like, yeah, I mean, that... 
that's how I would place things. You yeah. know, this leads to this and this is not connected to that because yeah. of, you know, risks and everything. Um, unlike in another life where <laughs> I, I don't think anyone had any idea how that spaceship was designed beforehand. No. I just make things up as they go. Yeah. Um, that, that was not the feeling I got from Andromeda Strain. You know, Andromeda Strain felt very thought out yeah. about where everything was and where they had the like fire doors that would close and everything mm-hmm. it felt yeah it felt good it felt like it could it's, be a place that was made yeah, in 70 yeah, 1970 yeah. you know it's a little bit like the corridors they have they reminded me sort of a little bit about like the corridors you'd see in like a star trek ship except mm. a little more bit more bare bones but mm. uh you know you you, you would have these sort of sectioned off areas that would lead into each other. Um, and also maybe a little bit about um, or off the um, spaceship in 2001, A Space Odyssey, as you have this guy running. It's 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 slightly different, but mm. there, there's... I have an image of in my head of the spaceship in 2001 yeah. and sort of the color scheme and everything reminded me a little bit about Andromeda Strain too. Yeah, but it, it looks like you can see the influences from movies, but you can also feel like this is how someone would build something in the real world at that time if they wanted it to look efficient and also uh, pleasing to the eye, mm-hmm. I think. So um, and there's this all, there was also one detail that I really enjoyed, and I don't know if, if, I've, if there's like a real-world equivalent that exists and I just never thought about it but they have uh, where they have the baby and the old man the two survivors from the infection mm-hmm. in a oh, well a med bay or a sort of room essentially mm-hmm. uh, where the doctor is uh, taking tests and everything and they sort of hop into an outfit a, a contamination quarantine outfit the doctor and and his um doctor nurse, nurse yeah, assistant nurse. person and i just thought that was really cool i don't know quite how to explain it but it, it was sort of like a door in the wall and you hop in to that door and sort of end up in a suit that you can yeah, extend this, it's still connected to yes the exactly door opening. yeah and it's yeah uh, they can, so they can move around in this med bay yeah in this suit but then they can quite easily go out yeah out i, I love that yeah awesome i was like yeah that good idea <laughs> like that yeah, it, it was quite quite a genius solution <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. because that means they they the doctors can still be very mobile yeah. in the room but they are still technically not part of the room you exactly. know they, they still have a layer um uh, between them so yeah yeah and they're like no 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 zippers that can break or anything like that just really mm. w- hard to cut through plastic as is shown later on when when he actually needs to get out of that suit because he needs to go through the room into another hatch and it takes her a while to actually cut through that so it it was very believable (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and uh, also there there was a lot of use of like robot robotic arms as well to sort of Mm -hmm. um deal with the the satellite and and other samples and things like that so you yeah it was just yeah i really really liked the whole facility it was awesome yeah yeah what did you think about like the the cinematography or the this the, the cinematic language if you want to call it that oh. because there were some mm. interesting use of certain things at certain points <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you bring it up because I was uh, thinking a lot of times when watching the movie that they were using, I don't know what it's called, but when you have people at different places in the room, but they're both in focus. Do you know what I mean by that, sort of? Uh, if you have something in the foreground and in the background, but they are both in focus, they are both sharp and in focus. Um I don't, yeah, I know what you're thinking of. Um, there is a word for that. I yeah, I'm sure there is. remember it at the top of my head. Um, but it's it's like a, yeah, it's like a long focus. Yeah, or yeah. so the middle, it, there might yeah. be a bit of diffusion like a, or, or a diffusion in the middle because you've sort of done something where mm-hmm. they're, they're in focus, but other stuff in the middle or further back is not. And it mm-hmm. does make for a really interesting effect. And I think it told um, a story of a conversation in a different way uh, mm-hmm. rather than having just one person in focus and then shifting back and forth. Yeah. It yeah. Did, did give something of an urgency. So that's one of the things that I was thinking about. Is there something particular you're thinking of? Well, I was thinking about the use of like split screens. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah, go on. I'm going to tr- mention my favorite part, which might be yours as um, well. They, they actually did this several times. I think the first mm-hmm. time was um, when a couple of the scientists were visiting uh, the town with dead people. And they were, first of all, looking for survivors, but also looking yeah. for the space probe. Uh, and they are walking outside of a building and they're looking into the windows of this building and we see them like half the screen we Mm. see them looking into the window and then the second half we see what they see inside the building and it was rather neat and i took me by surprise there because i was like oh so this you know they're they're using this trick oh okay yeah yeah that's pretty cool actually and it worked Um, so well i mean yeah it was almost in a way more horrifying because they sort of just became like almost like id cards almost like you have this oh this person is mouth agape and it looks horrible mm-hmm. and then you have the next person when when one of the scientists going to another next window yeah i just i really i really enjoyed that really did yeah um, and it did give i think the movie if we're not talking about the story here but just the 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 visual part a little bit of an, its own identity. Yeah. You know, when I think back on this movie, that's going to be part of what I remember mm-hmm. about it. Um, because other movies from this time period, like science fiction movies, maybe maybe with a slightly lower budget, you know, they have a tendency to not experiment with that part very mm. much. Um, they point, mostly yeah. go for just plot and maybe dialogue and everything. And then they usually just have like a static camera, which can be rather boring actually but i didn't i didn't feel that this was um no i I felt like they i don't know exactly what kind of budget this movie had but i feel like they were using that to to the best extent and and doing you know creating interesting visual situations without actually doing any special effects yeah because the split i'm not sure i would call the split screen a special effect in its own it's just another way of presenting the the video yeah. it's not mixing with actually the what you're actually filming yeah. you know you don't have any props or anything that you put in there you just cut it together in a, spe- a special way and i think um i really dig that 
so I think we can conclude that we like the split screens and the focus as you were talking about and the um, cinematography of the movie. But it does also have some practical effects or whatever you want to call them um, involving animals, which was a little bit... Um, Disconcerting to watch, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the premise in the movie is that they use animals. Um, they use a, a rat and a rhesus monkey uh, and expose them to this um, chrysalin alien, and they see that the animals die, and then they figure out, of course, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the dying of the animals were really realistic, and it was kind of a bit. Difficult to watch, actually. Um. Yeah, especially the monkey, because there's yeah. a monkey, and it it looks like it, the monkey is in pain and is wondering what's happening to me. Um, yeah. I actually got a bit concerned because I was like, did the monkey actually die? Like, did they kill a monkey for this scene? Which is mm-hmm. um, to our modern. Um, I'm sure, I mean, I'm not going to say modern because I mean, sure, back back then even you'd be like, wait, what are you doing? Um, mm. But I, so I did look it up actually um, online and what I could find like as a sort of uh, small fact or a small comment or whatever you want to call it was that uh, they said that the monkey was um, was uh, exposed to carbo- carbon monox- monoxide uh, if mm. that's the correct okay. word for it mm-hmm. and and of course if you do that then you you pass out essentially mm-hmm. but you can also die mm-hmm. from it i mean that's how you die yeah. when you do it in a car um yeah. uh, in a garage you know that that they do in movies frequently um anyway so but then they supposedly had a veterinary standing by immediately and then being able to take care of the monkey so that's the fact okay. that i could find uh, I guess we have to take it for what it is, if if that's how it was, so, you know, or if that's the sort yeah, of I mean... story you told <laughs> afterwards when the movie was out. Uh, I can't really say, but but um... when I was watching that, um, that was my thought that they were actually just gassing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it sounds horrible, but yeah. gassing these animals with some gas that would make them lose consciousness. Yeah. And that's horrible in itself, but it's not quite as horrible as, as killing them. Yeah. Uh, actually killing them. Um, so, you know, it, it sounds reasonable to me, plausible to me that yeah. that's yeah. what they were doing. Um, but there were a scene later on where they had I don't know if maybe it was the same monkey. In the movie, it was a different monkey because yeah. this was one that, that was alive. But they but were they had really like, similar. Yeah, but mm. yeah, they had like laid it out on a table and almost like strapped it in, and it looked really uncomfortable. I mean, that poor monkey must have been out yeah. of its mind, afraid. To be honest. Yeah, and and the the way I because because I have I have studied. Um, toxicology and pharmacology and that involves using animals in that research um i have only done liberations on rats once uh, i'm not sure i would like to do it again mm. but i have i have some experience in that and in that course when we were talking about animal studies and everything you know there was a lot of discussion you know what should you do what should you not do mm. and what's a good thing and what's a bad thing etc you know that whole discussion because it is a very important discussion to have mm. and one thing that 
is very, very important to the scientists that use animals is that the, the animals are not distressed mm. because distressed animals will affect the results. Of course. And actually might and might make the results useless. Yeah. So you don't want that. So I was just thinking about that when I was watching this poor monkey. I was like, this is not good science. This is... Um, Th- these results are not going to be valid <laughs> because the monkey is distressed. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that that's what went through my mind. But yeah, uh, <laughs> well, unfortunately, the movie industry doesn't care if the monkey is distressed because if it looks no. like cool science, then we'll distress the monkey. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, he wasn't, at least in that scene, the monkey wasn't harmed. It was just yeah. sort of put in a strapped not down. very comfortable position. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, so a little bit of a downside to this movie. Let's conclude with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Wouldn't be acceptable today, I hope. But who knows um, what's going on? I believe not. I mean, yeah. today, today, when we have scenes like that, we would use CGI. Yeah, thank God. So, yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, is there anything else that we want to discuss um, plot-wise? I would like to mention yeah. um, like the music slash oh. sound effects. Mm. Um, because, I don't know, I kind of felt like some moments in the movie were maybe a little bit too quiet. Um, mm. Mm. There was some, some at the really like intense parts, they were using this rather like electronic music mm. which i think in 1971 was probably like oh that's so modern <laughs> <laughs> um it, it, i i thought this, this a few of the more like experimental sounds in that music maybe got a little bit grating in the end but it, mm. it, it was fine for the most part but there were other parts in the movie that was rather si- silent that i felt like yeah you could use some music here and i also think that the movie could have done well with like a good theme tune like something yeah. that they would maybe reduce a couple yeah. of uh, times in the film um something that maybe you could remember easily like take something i mean take for example jurassic park you know mm. you have that yeah the jurassic park theme and everyone recognizes when they hear it i think this movie could have done well with something like that yeah and i'm thinking like uh, some sort of of theme that would that would sort of sneak up on moments that we're supposed to be like oh now it's getting spooky like when there's something uncertain and and something going on and you're supposed to feel a bit a bit uncomfortable like maybe that would help with the sort of tension problem that we talked about earlier because you'd learn that that sort of theme that's going on um happens when there is something disconcerting um going on so that could have been used in that way as well i think mm-hmm. yeah. um but yeah the 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 intro uh to this movie the the um what do you call it the um, post credits no Man, i'm struggling credits yeah post credits is like in the Pre-credits? very very end this is like pre yeah like, like yeah, in intro credit intro scene. intro ah yeah. oh, whatever with yeah. all the texts and the music that part in the beginning of yeah. a movie yeah. oh my god yeah um 
Man, you need. Uh, well, at least I did need to need, need to turn the volume down because that was some seventy-one synth <laughs> music <laughs> happening. But it did make you go like, "Oh, okay, this is going to be uh, serious and 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 te- technological and who uh, what's happening." So I mean, it did set the tone, but it was you need to turn the volume down. That's what I'm trying to get at. So yeah probably wow back then now it's a bit uh, turning the volume down my ears are bleeding oh mm-hmm. but um but yeah uh good thing we got into that so i got that intro thing out of my chest as well <laughs> <laughs> okay then um so i think we've covered most of the things we want to talk about right Mm -hmm. yeah i think so do we want to move on to our usual segments let's do that which one would you like to start with you know what for the fun of it i want to go with relationship wreck Mm. yeah okay yeah yeah i haven't done that one in a while i know i know (laughs) and uh i think we should bring it up from the dead so uh this sort of premise for this is that uh, you we fantasize about a romantic relationship that we don't see in the movie, but we want it to happen, aka ship it. And I am shipping the MD, the doctor, who uh, runs after the bomb for a li- little while in the movie, mm-hmm. and the... the um, communication information lady that he... <laughs> <laughs> He almost got like the whoo like that when hearing her voice in the movie. And I just think like, you know what? If we're having fun with it, why not having (laughs) falling love with an information announcement machine? (laughs) I'd love for that to happen. So that's the romantic relationship I want to see. (laughs) So if if, if it wasn't clear for the listener here, this is like pre-recorded voice segments. That the broadcast in this uh, facility that they're at, exactly. and he's just like, "Oh, that's such it's a like, ooh, sexy voice." What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that should happen, <laughs> and I have a feeling um, you'd agree with me. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's that's a funny choice. Um, I mean, we don't have a lot of shipping material in here, um, no. though we have more than. I was actually oh, expecting. I have I was, another one. Yes. Okay, yeah, go for it. I, I, I was honestly, and you know, it, it was maybe wrong of me to have these preconceived ideas, but I was kind of expecting it to be a little bit of a sausage fest. Um, <laughs> but it turns out that there are actually several female characters in here that are, um, you know, good scientists and good at what they do and they, <laughs> they take an active part in this investigation. So that was really nice. Um, and I was kind of maybe thinking... You know, the MD and the yes. nurse. Um, she, we haven't talked a lot about her. I don't remember her name, actually. But she was um, a person of color. And uh, the MD was, was a white guy. So I was just sort of thinking, you know, in 1971, you know, that would have been quite quite an interesting thing to yeah. see. They maybe develop a relationship. Um, I mean, I think it was just, correct me if I'm wrong, but just a few years before that, that we've had... Uh, the Kirk and Uhura kiss on Star Trek. So, you mm. know, that, that would have been uh, a nice thing to add, I think. Yeah, and it did seem like they were flirting in the beginning, but I don't know if I read yeah, into that, yeah. but uh, but it didn't seem like it. So I was half and half expecting that to happen, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I was like, it's 1971. Mm. 
But let's hope. But at the same time, <laughs> I, I, I do also appreciate when a movie doesn't sort of force a relationship to happen because yeah. they think like, oh, well, if there's no uh, half-assed love story in this movie, people won't feel like there's a human connection to be made here with the mm. characters and everything with the audience. So uh, at the same time, I was just, I, I can also really appreciate when a man and a movie, a man, a man and a movie, man, when a man and a woman in a movie can sort of just have a really professional and respectable relationship and 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 sort of like you know like i said respect each other in their in in, in the field sort of uh, which yeah, i feel yeah, like they totally. did they had really good <laughs> relationship that way they didn't agree with everything she was really upset with him um not allowing her to feed the baby who was screaming uh mm. the entire movie <laughs> <laughs> but you know fair mm. to be angry or like you know question that <laughs> sort of yeah, yeah. um yeah so and i mean if, we, if we're going to be honest here you know the sort of m um, doctor nurse romance is sort of a bit tropey yeah itself. yeah yeah uh, so let's but i just I, I just sort of felt like those two actors had some chemistry yes yes other, so you know yeah it would it would have felt natural because like they said yeah. like it felt like yeah. they were flirting so um but yeah so do we want to move on to uh, Bang Bond Blast then? Or do we feel like we've sort of drained the romantic sexual uh, <laughs> subject? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of... I mean, this is... The, the, the crew here that we are talking about, and I'm, I'm going to sound maybe a little bit shallow here, but... <laughs> Go for it. They, they, they're not your typical... Hollywood beautiful people you know they no. look average very, yes normal average, all yeah. of them uh, well the, the nurse was really pretty yes but well the other ones are the you know they're not your hunks or your uh, pretty ladies with a lot of makeup on or whatever you know they're looking average all, all of them so I don't know I kind of feel like I don't you want to do, do bang bomb last I because I don't I want to be friends with these oh, people. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, see. I don't want to necessarily bang bomb blast them. <laughs> if that makes I sense. almost want to put you through it just because of that reason. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we've 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 talked about uh, romantic relations here, and uh, and uh, we 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 shall respect these scientists like they were respecting each other. <laughs> you want to go with that? <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. So, okay. So then I am really curious to uh, hear about why you think that this should win a Gordon. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars, which is, uh, as we're recording this, very on point and, uh, and timely. But as we're mm -hmm. uh, sort of putting this episode to the world, it's like old news. <laughs> <laughs> so a <Yeah>. gordon <laughs> why a gordon um well i think there as we've talked about you know there are several maybe drawbacks with the film if you want to call them that but there are also several things that i think are done really well mm. and i i have to actually give a gordon for the portrayal of scientists oh. because it, it yes. feels i watch this i watch this and i feel like whoever wrote this Michael Crichton and or the screenwriter mm. has an idea of how 
a scientist works. Um, I mean, yes, in 1971, but still, mm. you know, I watched this and, and I, I am so happy to see that at least someone knows what they're doing. Um, yeah. I, I can give you so many more mm. modern examples where I just get so pissed off because no one has no idea what, what they're doing. Like, okay, so this is actually a series that I kind of like. <laughs> The TV show, not the yeah. book, book series, but the TV show expands. Uh, but the first oh. season has the evil scientist trope, which I hate. And I feel like when they wrote that, when they wrote that plot line, they didn't really understand scientists mm. or mm. how scientists work. And I, that's one of the main reasons I didn't like the book that that's based on. But in Andromeda Strain, I feel like, yeah, yeah, you know someone had a clue behind yeah, this yeah um and that was really refreshing yeah and i think it's also quite telling when we're comparing a movie that is oh, 50 years old mm-hmm. to a television series from today essentially yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's uh, it's 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 kind of telling to be honest yeah, and i feel like it's yeah. it's so rare and i don't think it should be and i think it's sort of like uh, shows how how screen like writers and and uh, other people in the movie industry might go with a sort of easier route to portraying science happening like a thriller science mm-hmm. um so yeah definitely agree with you it's a well worth gordon to to uh give out and i ditto it uh it's mm. it's so pleasant to watch something like this i cannot um underline it more than i've already have we've talked about this for a little bit now but yeah it is very pleasant to watch um uh, scientists agreeing and working together mm-hmm. uh, talking yeah and, you know reasoning the- <laughs> yeah, exactly. working reasoning together <laughs> <laughs> not being best friends just you know working together <laughs> Oh, yeah, and, and just the the sort of, I mean, Andromeda Strain, in Andromeda Strain, science is, you know, an objective thing, as as it is in real life. It's not, science is not evil inherently, mm. science is not good inherently, science is just science. <laughs> but then take something like, I don't know if you've seen The Core. The Core. It's, it's when they dig into the center of the earth and things. Yeah, I uh, have. Is that with a diamond yeah. tipped yeah, thing or something like that? Something yeah, yeah, yeah. With crystals, yeah, I don't remember. Oh, it's, but yeah. it, it's known as being one of the most scientifically inaccurate films ever. And I kind of agree with that. Um, and <laughs> one of the guys in, in there is like, I don't remember the exact quote, but he's something like, oh, well, you know, science is just best guesses. And I'm just, I get so offended because, uh, of, because of that. I'm just like, that's not how, what it is. That's not how it works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I kind of feel like people who write these kinds of stories and these kinds of people in books or movies that don't understand it, they see science as like it's uh, almost like its own entity mm. that that is is in a certain way and that affects mm. the story in a certain way. When in reality, science is sort of just 
the background. Mm. If that, I, I'm, I'm not sure if my point is coming. No, no, across I, yeah, right, I, 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 yeah, I get it. it's yeah, you know, because science, this science, science itself is not the theme in Andromeda Strain. Mm. It's like the application of science, yes. it's the execution of science, and it's the people doing yes. the science that's the main thing. Uh, and I think that's what's so nice to see. Yes, and it's also like taking it seriously and trying to mm-hmm. actually portray something that could be a, a, an actual scenario. Whereas I feel like something, especially like in action movies and science fiction action, action movies, where they just sort of science babble things to sort of, oh, well, look, here's some cool science things. And it just comes off as really awkward and mm-hmm. contrived and... Uh, and uh, this is not those things. This is not awkward and mm. contrived. It's it's just mm. pleasant. Um, yes. But yeah, if I were to give out to Gordon to sort of stick to the science <laughs> uh, discussion here, but I would give it to the facility because I also think mm. like it. It looked like we talked before. It looked like it could be an actual place with a with some thought behind it, and they didn't put biohazard or like weird ass bottles that shouldn't be next to those things <laughs> hence shit happens and people die they didn't do that uh-huh. they didn't do that and that's also very pleasant and nice mm. and refreshing <laughs> and i isn't it fantastic to have to, to use those words uh when the movie is 50 years old absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so from that to a different thing, and that thing is double feature. If we have some sort of media recommendation that we would like to uh, send the listener off with um, to to go with it, like a good wine or a good chocolate, <laughs> something like that. Do you have any? So yes, um, there was actually one movie that I was, as I was watching Andromas, Andromeda Strain um, was was thinking of and sort of comparing a little bit. There are actually two kind of very different movies. They're both science fiction films, um, but they have um, the different flavors of science fiction. But they have some similarities in that they take place in rather isolated spaces, mm. um, and 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 because of that, is maybe a little bit like claustrophobic. Um, and they also have deal with an alien that comes to this uh, isolated space. Um, and I'm thinking of the movie The Thing. Oh, yes. I was thinking, she's yeah. talking about The Thing, isn't she? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously they're quite different because The mm-hmm. Thing is more of an action sci-fi horror movie. Uh, but there were, you know, the whole, oh, you know, now now the alien is loose kind of feeling and we got to find it, but sort of invisible and is this guy contaminated or yeah, not? Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of feeling. And you can't escape this place that you're at. You know, you have to still be there. Yeah, you're stuck. It, yeah, it, 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 yeah it, it was the same kind of feeling at certain mm. points. So uh, I think those two would go well together. They'd go excellent together. Very, very nice double feature, I must say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But quite different, like you say, quite different. Mm-hmm. Um, my double feature is a book and it's uh, actually Prey by Michael Crichton. Ah, <laughs> so okay. I feel like why not read a book if you like Andromeda Strain? Why not mm-hmm. read a book by the same author? 
and it's about a nano cloud running amok because scientists mm. fucked up as far as I remember it's been a little while since I read it it was a short fast paced read where sort of like a company's uh, ambition and sort of interests go as far as I remember it's like it's been a while and it's it's honestly not that memorable but it was it's it's sort of fun to play around with the idea of like uh, how how what kind of catastrophe could a nano cloud um, uh, make? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, slightly different catastrophe, catastrophe yeah. from this one, I imagine. But yeah. you know, still, still kind of the same. And and it's um, sort of the, the same thing where where yeah, sorry, but but where people are stuck and they need to figure it out mm-hmm. using like okay, let's let's work this out. Let's let's tr- sort of what do we know about it? What do we don't know? What do we need to know to mm-hmm. move on? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. And it's very, um, yeah. It's very similar in that way. Yeah, there was actually another one that just popped into mm. mind. Um, so this is not. This is actually a TV series from I think actually it was from the seventies. Oh. Uh, also, um, and I'm not recommending this necessarily for the same reasons that I recommended the thing mm. because in this TV show it's not about an alien invasion kind of scenario uh, it is instead about a plague and this is a TV show that's called uh, Survivors it's oh. actually a really good one it's only three seasons long I think uh, they, they tried remaking it a few years back but it didn't work out <laughs> the original is the best one and that one has a lot to do with the scenario where Almost everyone dies, but the few survivors are left, Ooh, and they have to live. They're like this down. Yes, they have to live in this area with you know there's dead people, and they don't quite know what to do, and they don't quite know what has happened and everything. And it's it's not quite as claustrophobic as Andromeda Strain or the thing was, but it's that kind of feeling that here is something that is kind of out of our control. Yeah, uh, and and it's kind of a little bit scary because of that. It's a really great show. I think the first season is the best one, but I think the whole the whole series is worth seeing. Uh, as it usually goes with television series, yeah. <laughs> first um, season. And also, if best. you if you watch if you watch the intro to that, um, the intro sort of tells the story of the origin of this plague virus or whatever it is. Hmm. Uh, and I think that intro is specifically what I sort of associated with Andromeda Strain. Hmm. So yeah. Cool, cool. Good suggestions. Definitely want to check out Survivors, uh, if possible, with availability yeah, and everything. See, I, I have it on DVD, but I'll oh. see if I can find it on, online. Perfect, perfect. It, it it's used out to there. Be, <laughs> yeah, least. it used to be available on, on YouTube, but I don't know if it's anymore. It might have been removed. Oh, the, the content that's on YouTube, it's, it's fickle. It's fickle. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One day it's there, the next, gone. <laughs> but uh yeah so you know a final question just sending this out there should this be remade in 2020 um well actually andromeda strain was no remade or readapted into a miniseries in 2008 really yeah so i i I haven't seen it i don't know if it's any good but i kind of feel like we don't need a third one um because by now, I feel like this kind of story has been done several times that it's not quite as fresh anymore. You know, if you're going to do this kind of story, do your own original story and maybe just 
be inspired by Andromeda Strain, but don't remake Andromeda Strain specifically, I think. No, uh, I would agree with you. So with me, it's also a no, because I feel like the story is so um, relevant at that time, just because of like mm-hmm. how how I think at least Michael Crichton sort of works. Like he takes an idea that might be relevant at the time, like some, some sort of new science thing. He's like, wow, what if? And then he goes on to sort of ground it in the time that, that, that he's living in at the time. Um, so I feel like this specific thing is not necessary to remake. However, yeah. like we talked about earlier, there are things that we, or like the movie industry, could 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 learn from this. <laughs> I <laughs> portrayal of science and that and, and the fact that that can be interesting you mm-hmm. don't need people killing each other and, and fighting and shouting over each other's heads and being angry to have mm-hmm. an interesting movie that's um, that's involving science you don't need that yeah. so I think we should that's what we should have bring with us to 2020 absolutely yeah yeah, so um, listener, have you seen the Andromeda Strain? We want to know what you think. So go to our Facebook page, Starcrash Podcast, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes. Uh, we also have an Instagram account, which is also Starcrash Podcast. So check us out there if you would like. Uh, and join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about another type of alien invasion movie, namely War of the Worlds from 1953. Bye-bye. Bye.